Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers, joined by John DeShazer. And today we have the voice of the Saints and Mike Haas joining us. He is the play-by-play caller and was on hand for the Saints' big win over the Jets 30-9 to at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. Great to be back in the win column. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Love being called after a 30-9 to win. This has been a fun year for you, getting to lead the Saints on the radio side of things. Just start there for me, if you could, kind of taking over that role and getting comfortable in that chair. Ooh, I don't know about comfortable in that chair. That, that, that may have to be a down-the-road question, but it's it's been a blast. I, I could have used, like everybody else, no hurricane and no team moving to Dallas and no lost preseason game and no Green Bay and Jacksonville. Uh, I've learned this football season that I think of things much like the team. I don't, I don't ever get ahead. I think one game at a time. Uh, so it's been a blast. I, I, you know, sitting in that booth with Deuce is is just a blast because we don't rehearse. We don't talk about anything that we're going to talk about. Nothing. It just kind of happens. And so it's been really, really fun and. That five and two start was it was a nice help. That this past run, I've covered this team for thirty plus years, so I've been on runs like that before, and they're not they're tough. And so a win is a win is a win, and getting that win yesterday on the road, uh, very significant. As you mentioned, you've covered the team for a while, so definitely some things we're going to talk about in relation to kind of the history and what this season has meant to the team. But let's. Definitely talk about the win first, because it's good to have some good news, a W to talk about. In yesterday's game, running back Alvin Kamara getting back in the fold after four games off. How impactful was he to that win yesterday? I don't know that you could put a, a quantifier on it. I was asked earlier on another show, someone said, did Alvin make Taysom better? And I was like, well, 100%. But I think he made the whole team better. First off. Yeah. Taysom got to turn and hand it to somebody for 27 times. Uh, I think Trevor Simeon would have loved to have had something like that when he was quarterback. So that in and of itself, and then four more catches, so 31 touches. So he makes Taysom better automatically. I just thought he made the team better. Um, Catching the ball, I felt this team caught the ball better yesterday overall, 15 receptions, 21 targets. They just, I think it it made it, everybody stepped up a little bit. I think he increased their – focus their sharpness and I think everybody fed off of him and he's kind of a hard guy to feed off of if you, if you know what I mean like you can feed off Mark Ingram but, but Alvin's so kind of not nonchalant but he's not your fiery go get him kind of guy but they fed off of his ability and I think offense and defense just played just like just like Alvin and it was much needed I think that was one of the things I was about to ask you Mike was about the quote unquote juice. You already always hear Coach Payton talk about, you know, the juice of the team. Did you kind of sense a, a low juice level, I guess, during the during the five game losing streak? I, I guess it would be natural somewhat. Well, I mean, look at the people. I mean, you know, it's not that I'm disrespecting any of those who stepped up because it's next man up, but you take any team, you take any team and take away their top two receivers, their top two running backs, their top two tackles, their top tight end. You know, it goes on and on uh, with CG and uh, Gardner Johnson was out. I mean, just take those out. 
and it's a different football team. And it was a different football team. And so it impacted play calling and impacted, you know, kicking and impacted everything. And so they had no horses. And so Sean Payton's play calling was dictated by, by what he had. And they, as Sean said this past week, this team was built in the trenches first. And when you were missing a lot of those trench guys, it's a pretty tough place to start from. And so, yeah, I, I, I sensed it differently just because I felt they had some people, even if I felt like, and I didn't know Taysom's finger situation really till we really started throwing that if he had to not be quarterback, but Trevor had to come in, but you still had Taysom and Alvin in there as weapons, that it would be uh, a, a better, a better day. But yeah, I felt, I felt the juice has been a little low in recent weeks, but I did feel it differently yesterday. So that said, do you feel like they've kind of got kind of gotten back to that early season recipe early season, even though James Winston had 14 touchdowns, three interceptions, uh, this was kind of a run team, which would say, okay, we're going to run it. We're not going to turn it over. And defense is going to kind of handle the business. Did that seem to be kind of getting back to that? I guess these last couple of games, even though, you know, didn't win the Dallas game, but it seemed like the defense came back and played a little bit better. And they've been, I guess, on the Ascension since maybe, uh, that really tough Philadelphia game. I think the defense is for the first time yesterday went, what, wait, we're ahead. We're up. We're not <laughs> playing from behind. And so I think that was a big part of it. They've been playing from behind and not a little behind, but a lot behind. And I was, so we were talking about this at the end of the game yesterday. Like, are we, is this offense going to revert back to something that we thought it was, or is it going to be something totally new? I thought this offense yesterday was enormously efficient. They took what, you know, the, uh, the Jets gave them, threw short passes to the flat, easily, you know, catchable, ran the ball well. And quite frankly, as Coach Payton said this past week, ran the ball well when the Jets pretty much knew the Saints were going to give it to 41. And they couldn't contain the edge. And so when you can run the ball, when the other team knows you're going to run the ball, I think that says a lot. Maybe just getting Armstead back. And as we look forward to getting some more players back, hopefully, for the Tampa game. So I don't know. I'm curious if if we're really reverting back to what was the offense back then or with Taysom now in this situation, it's, a, it's kind of a whole different kind of feel of an offense. It's going to be – Deuce would always say when we'd be there, he'd go, take a shot, take a shot. Your second one at the 35, take a shot. And by the end of yesterday's game, the second end was like, don't take a shot. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't take a <laughs> shot. Just keep doing what you're doing. Run the ball, get a first down, win the game, eat the clock. And, and so who knows? I, I'm curious to see. Well, it does seem to be much more of a ground-oriented team, especially with Taysom at, at quarterback, because he gives you that extra element as a as basically an extra runner, I guess. Uh, but And I hate to jump ahead here but you know can that be successful against Tampa because this really over the last two regular seasons this has been the team that has had Tampa's number this has been the most effective team against Tampa Bay uh, in terms of just beating up Tom Brady and being able to do enough offensively uh, to win can this team continue that that recipe they were able to do it even when James Winston got knocked out earlier this season I think so because I felt Taysom ran the most different kind of game for him yesterday, typically pre, even in the Drew era and when and, and early Trevor, before he got hurt, it would be Taysom was in, it would be a run, maybe two, um, and rarely a pass. And so that was kind of that. Well, we, we, we saw that. Yesterday, 
it was we saw the power right, which we're you know very accustomed to seeing, but we also saw some some left, and we saw some some runs that were bounced to the outside. I thought Trevor, I mean Trevor Taysom, ran differently yesterday that it didn't feel like the same. All right, it's third and four. He's going to catch it. It's going to be power right. He's going to have a guard blocking in front of him, and he's going to try to get the first down. I just felt it was it was different. So being quarterback during that whole game, I, I think it's harder on the defenses to just focus in. Okay, third and four. Is he going to run left? Is he going to run right? So I think he's I think he's better and different. And so yeah, you know, Tampa's Tampa, and we've played well down there. I oh, say we. I apologize. Um, and and so they have less to play for, if you will, than the saints do. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think this team is, is built. And we, I know that you, you've kind of edged this question towards the defense and I stayed offense, but I think this team is built to, to, to play the Buccaneers. It's okay. You can say we, and in fact, you changed the total totality of the question that I, that I was about to ask. Now I have to ask it um, because I was on the other side of the ledger as you were uh, as a journalist uh, before you become affiliated with the organization. How difficult is that? How, because for me early, it was weird, really weird early. Uh, how, di- how, di- how different is that for you? It's, it's better now because in between, I actually did work for the organization. I was the sideline uh, in, stu- in game host, you know, pregame host. So I worked for the team, but I no, but I, I didn't really feel like I was part of the media. And so the really the toughest part for me was like training camp. So, you know, I was out there just I thought I was part of the media, you know, and I had, my, I had a Saints hat on or something. And they were giving me like all this gruff, like, what are, you, what are you doing? You're not, you know, you're part of them. And I was like, whoa, you know, from <laughs> from colleagues who I've dealt with for so many years. I was like, well, I, I guess you're right. I mean, I've worked for the radio station. The Saints don't pay me, but I had my Saints gear on. I was like. You know, I mean, I, it, it was, a, it was, it's better now. I love, I love, this is a great, did you know, it's a great group. They're fun, but I, I, I have gravitated more towards you. So I'm just to kind of, kind of bounce things off. Cause I'm like, you know, we're not, they don't think of us as them anymore. And that was, that was kind of hard to take initially. Well, not at all. They don't think of it. Okay. So now back to football, uh, who we have not talked a lot about this season but has shown up a little bit here in these last couple of games. What have been your thoughts about what you've seen from him? You're talking about Nick Vanette? Yeah, Nick Vanette. Yeah, you know, to me, when this team can get back to at least the plays that it ran, if we can throw some back shoulder sideline, if we can throw the seam route some to Nick Vanette and Juwan Johnson – I think it's a different offense and I'm not saying it's to forget drew. It's just the play. I think this team has the playmakers, especially at tight end and especially Juwan Johnson to be unbelievable in the scene. If they can get those matchups like they want, you know, linebackers on, on Juwan and Vanette. Now Vanette, I'm trying to, we had like three drops yesterday. I'm trying to think of his targets versus receptions. Yeah. He, uh, he, I think he caught three yesterday. Yeah, 19, 18, and a short one. Yes, three for six and long of 19, uh, 44 yards. So it's great to see. I mean, it's good to see him in action. He's kind of been out of the picture uh, for so long. So I think it's great to see just the tight ends because I feel like we're going to get – I'm not sure that we're going to get 
any more than what we've got from this wide receiver core right now. Maybe they'll get better, they'll get more confident, but I think it might have to be the running backs and the tight ends that open things up for the wide receiver group. Could be wrong, but I, mean, I just it, it is what it is. The numbers don't don't lie. You mentioned playing with the lead. It's been let's see, fourteen quarters since the Saints had played with the lead before they got that three zero lead in the first quarter yesterday. Three zero, right? Right. Yeah, definitely a different feeling, and we've really put a lot on the defense all season as being the the side of the ball that's carried this team. But I do think the offense stepped up a lot um, going forward. Do you think that we're still going to have to really rely on the defense to put out a performance like they did yesterday? I don't think so. I, I think when you get a, a Ramchak back and, and a, a Mark Ingram back and a Ty Montgomery back, um, I, I think one of the biggest things of yesterday, irrespective of the score, was the time of possession. Mm-hmm. In the first quarter, Saints had an 11-30, Jets 3-30. In the third quarter, where this game's still very much in question, Saints had it almost 11 minutes, the Jets four minutes. And overall, the Saints had it for a quarter longer than the Jets. Time of possession is a weird little stat. You can make it bend and move however you want. But the offense's ability to stay on the field, get first downs, chew up clock, Brett Maher. Of course, Brett Maher and Kenny Panera, uh, Kenny, uh, Eddie Panero, greatest kickers. You know, both teams have struggled so much with kicking. Yesterday, they're like, what are you talking about? This is the best in the world. Uh, so if you can do that and keep the ball and put points on the board, I don't think that they, they will have to rely on this defense as much as they have had to rely on this defense. And I'm saying that, okay, defense, we're down 22 in the third quarter. Go get us some picks. You know, that that's tough to do. How weird was it not to see Cameron Jordan on the field? It was weird. It's been 172 games. Um, so I'm much older than Cam, so I've seen, seen them all. I think it's what's rough for me is just kind of the how. First off, he's got 98 and a half sacks, 172 straight games, and he did nothing wrong. He did everything right. And, you know, it, it is what it is. And he'll get the sacks, of course, to 100. But and behind him, you know, unbelievably, is Malcolm and, and, and Demario Davis. But that I think the hard part for me was just kind of – how it happened he did everything kind of right Mm -hmm. and then I know with Mark going down and Ty going down you know we saw it the week before Dallas it's still a significant factor so it was tough but and so I thought Carl Granderson stepped up and he's been stepping up uh, the last few games and so that will have to continue I I like this defense I like everything about it uh, when they're healthy when I love it when Marshawn kind of gets his dander up you know, it's some, he, we always put him against the best guy, but when he gets angry, it's kind of like Mark, Mark Ingram. When Mark Ingram gets mad, he, he's amazing. And I thought when, when Marshawn kind of gets like, oh, you think, you're, you think you're better than me? You think, you know, he shows him every time. So next week it's Tampa Bay. Is it going to be Mike Evans or Chris Godwin that Lattimore is going to have to go up against? You know, I'm putting him on Godwin. Yeah. You know, I might put Roby. Roby's got some size. I put Roby on Evans. I mean, you got that's kind of the same problem that this John team has shaking his Dallas. head. <laughs> no? Marshawn going against Mike Evans. He and Mike Evans can't stand each other's guts, and they're going to be on each other. And one... well, who's, co- who's covering <laughs> Godwin, who, who whipped us whipped us here? 
Yeah, I mean, but Marshawn, you know, he and Mike Evans have been the thing since his rookie year, and they just to say that they don't like each other is <laughs> mild. It's so <laughs> mild that they don't like each other. I mean, I, I'm I mean, fine I, with I, I mean, I, I think if one guy had a broke leg, the other guy would step on it. I mean, it's, they, <laughs> they really don't like each other. So I always look forward to the matchup. That I think, but I look at Tampa much the same situation when the Saints face Dallas. When I was watching Dallas play the Raiders, I was going, well, I was looking at Gallup, and at that point they had Cedric Wilson and their tight end, and I was going, wow, I mean, this is a pretty good receiving corner. And they didn't have Cooper or uh, Lamb. They didn't have either one of them. I went, oh, gosh. Like but when we were talking pre Dallas, I was like, well, who do you put? You can't put Marshall on all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll, yeah. that'll be interesting. Uh, but I think, I, you know, to me, stopping Fournette, getting, not letting him get those seven, six, seven yards, especially on first down. Every offense is great when you do that, but they're really tough to stop when they're good on first down. He's definitely picked up his game, didn't have a big game against us when we saw them here in the Superdome, but heading into yesterday, it's seven touchdowns. 665 yards on the ground. So he's been doing better. That's for sure. When you're thinking about this team overall, obviously you get the win. The, the post-game press conferences are so much better. It was so much fun listening to these guys after the game. Coach Payton talks forever. He's talking about the weather and fashion and his visor and all these things. Did it was. He, did he get a haircut? Am I crazy? Did he not get a haircut? I said that during the broadcast. I looked over the monitor. I go, did he get a haircut? He's got like the high and tight going. And Deuce said, no, nah, no, nah, she's just not wearing his hat. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. But it still looked like he had a haircut. That's what he we do it. on the radio, by the way. No, he said it was, he said it was not post game. He said it was a little tighter and a little, a little, uh, a little tidier than, than, um, okay. He got I a little touch he up. He got a little yeah, something. I believe something. he did, in fact, get a cut. All right. So the question is, did he get the cut? before he knew that he didn't like the hat that was in his locker or did he get it afterwards because he wasn't going to wear the hat Ooh, i don't know wow he's on the uh, we're doing the uh sean payton the coaches show tonight 6 30 bobby a bear myself i'm definitely going to ask him i got two questions for him one is about you know, the whole hat hair thing and then i want to know where he was with the streaker i don't call him a streaker when the guy came on the field if he was already gone or if he was out there I'm, I'm curious about that, but I, I'm, I'm, I do want to, I don't really know what I know about the hair. I'm just, I'm curious because I said it on the air and then yeah. we have this whole streaker thing. Do said streaker. I was like, that oh, streaker guy's got his clothes on. So my wife goes, you know, this, this streaker thing's getting so I'm like, Whoa, I don't, you know, I'm just, well, I'm so old streaking started during my, life it didn't happen prior and and you if you were streaking you didn't have clothes on. But, but now see that's the okay now that's the dilemma do you have to do you have to be naked to be a streaker if you're not you a, did you did when this if, thing started i'm not if you got clothes are you just running on a field i think if you got clothes are you just if you got clothes yeah, you're just a running. goofball yeah <laughs> You're just a knucklehead. Here, I will tell you. I will tell you this story. <laughs> I, I have to leave some things out. So, it was not the guy who ran on the field. But we're leaving the stadium last night, 
and walk in front of the Saints buses. So I'm sitting in the front seat. I don't know if you saw it. But the New Jersey State Police had a guy. Wasn't the Saints guy, but he had a guy. And this cat was fighting three, he's in handcuffs, fighting three New Jersey State troopers. And I'm just kind of like, dude, what, what, are you, dude, what are you doing? And the troopers were letting him go. They had found his buddy. They said, go get your vehicle. We're going to let you go. Catch and release. And I'm like, wow, you're the luckiest cat in the world. Stop fighting these guys. And his buddy got pulled up his truck and he said to the troopers, he goes, hey, um, can you leave the handcuffs on? I'll bring him back to you tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, he, he, it's his buddy. He goes, I don't want, I don't want to have to deal with it either. Can you just leave the handcuffs on? I'll bring him back to you tomorrow. Line of the year. Line of the year. Did they, did they keep him on or no? They yeah. let him in. They, they took him off. They took Man, him off. I guess the things are rough in Jersey right now. Uh, all of New York, yeah. actually, for all of the Giants didn't have a great day either. So, well, they've got I a jail want... They've got a right. jail at the stadium, and I saw them taking right. before the game. Like Philly, um, yeah, down there, and I was, I was like, well, you know, I guess you know, if you can't win that one, maybe you win the fight. So, well, if he'd have rolled up. He rolled up on DeMario Davis. Now, DeMario Davis, as you know, is the most God-fearing, Christian, nicest human being in the world. If he'd have rolled up on Justin Hardy after that game, it would have been blows. Well, DeMar DeMario, <laughs> said, DeMario, said it, yeah, DeMario said it caught him off guard, and he wasn't ready. So he said right. he was not ready. So, I, you know, I, right. I, I He didn't see him. Yeah, he's lucky that the troopers, you know, tackled the guy because he said he was not prepared. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Anyway, it was a, it was a wild end uh, to a very good game. Very 30 to nine, man, just that was solid. Very solid win. It's definitely brought a lot of laughs. Uh, I heard your call of the end of the game with the quote unquote streaker. That was great. It was fun to see Kamara back in a post game press conference. He's always good. And he was also making fun of Taysom Hill's last run there for the touchdown. I, I don't know. I mean, I understand what Taysom was doing there. He sees daylight. He's going to go for it, right? Right. What's he? Well, I, I don't. I think the plan was for him to go to the left, spin to the left, and get a first down. Mm -hmm. I don't think the. I don't think this was the forty-four yard touchdown run they thought was coming. But he got in front of Ashton Davis, and Ashton Davis, I think it was Ashton Davis, number twenty-one, found out just how fast. Taysom Hill is in the open field. And so yeah, I'm, I'm, I was, that's the kind of play I was talking about earlier. Like we hadn't really seen a lot of that play from Taysom Hill, right? That's a new, that's a new kind of wrinkle. So are we going back to an old offense or are we going back to, to something like this? So I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. See now the two sides of it is this, you know, if you take some Hill, of course you run for that touchdown because you know, Hey, how many times are you going to get a chance to do that? You know, so you do that. The, the flip side is, unfortunately, you put your defense back out there yeah. for plays, and guys, you know, you always open up that possibility of, you know, what if what is Marshawn Lynch doing? What Marshawn Lynch? What is Marshawn Lattimore doing on the field? In right. this and somebody rolls up on his ankle, and the game's over, right. and you've just been taking a knee to get out. So, I mean, I see both sides of it. You know, if you taste some hill, if I'm taking some hill, I'm going to score. But I can see why his teammates and his coaches might have been like, you know, we really wish you'd have gone down. So I can, I can see both. I do see both, and I, I will say this. Um, I, we, Deuce and I had the same questions under the two-minute warning. Why is Alvin Kamara still in there? You want to give the ball to somebody, give it to Tony Jones or 
Adam Prentice, let, I'm, I'm, you know, at that juncture, <laughs> I just know because Coach Payton said the same thing after the P.J. Williams interception against Tampa because he should have just fallen down. I went, I bet that never crossed his mind. I mean, you make an interception, you got some green, you got some blockers, man. You, you're going, I'm, I'm, I don't, I mean, Taysom Hill's a football player, and I don't know that in his mind he went, you know, if I just fall, oh, you know, my defense will stay off the field, we'll run off the clock. I, I don't know. But I get it. I see. I see both sides. Taysom Hill ain't stopping. He's he's going. Yeah. Is it true that Alvin Kamara had a quote unquote pitch count because that guy ran all day at twenty seven carries? That's the most that we've seen from him. I don't know. I mean, Deuce said he thought he might get twenty two between twenty and twenty two runs, and then certainly he probably would figure a few more catches. Uh, so he ended up with 31, you know, probably more than, than they wanted, but he was also very effective. And he's a tough guy. I, you know, knock, I'm knocking on all the wood I can. <laughs> he's coming off of an injury, but the, the injuries weren't, aren't like hit related. He always seems to, who was it that described it? Uh, I had to be the running backs coach who talked about, it. he's like a cat, you know, he, he never lands completely normal he always lands kind of cockeyed and so he never you never really get a good hit on him and so I think that helps a lot but you, it was a 31 touches it was a lot yeah definitely well I know we're all looking forward to the next game it's going to be a big one the Saints are still in it they are one of about five teams right now six yep. and seven still in the race so I know we know that the easiest way to to make us get into the playoffs here is to win out. But how do you see the Saints season kind of go in and them solidifying that spot, the last wild card spot? I, I know math will tell us that we they don't have to win out. I feel like they do. I don't like the way the the six and seven teams and the, the tiebreakers now at the end of the season, there's four games left. Saints playing three division opponents. I'm pretty sure that's the same in the East. I'm pretty sure that's the same in pretty much every division. So you're going to have teams beat up on each other. So Deuce believes that, uh, you know, there's, a, there's going to be a nine and eight team in that seven spot. I, I don't know. Maybe. And if we're nine and eight and in that seven spot, heck yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know. But to me, first and then Miami is a much better team. And then I always say, well, what, when we get to January 2nd and January 9th, what is Atlanta and Carolina? What are they? Mm-hmm. Are they done? Are they playing for a draft pick? Or, and, and, you know, that's the way it's been in, in, in recent years. That Miami game is, will be interesting as well. They're playing really good football. I say you got to win them all, 10 and 7. And who knows? Maybe you get the sixth. You know, maybe you move up to six. Or, you know, you don't have to be seven. Uh, win them all. Yeah, sounds good to me. 10 is a, is a great number. I think everybody would be happy if we win the rest of the way. It's definitely been fun. Um, makes makes us do less math. I don't want to have to do a bunch <laughs> of math and tiebreakers and head to head and you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep watching all the percentages as they change throughout the day, and uh, Sunday's never fun for that reason. But at least we kept the Bucks from clinching yesterday. We did our job there. Always nice. Although we'll see that. Kind of part of me. Uh, I didn't want it to have to be a loss by us, but part of me wants Tampa kind of thinking. You know playoffs, resting some people, kind of that kind of thing. Now, they're still playing, you know, from trying to get as high a seat as they can, but I don't think they're going to get it. But either way, I, part of me kind of wants Tampa, you know, moving on a little bit. 
Tampa, the Saints have dumped truck Tampa three times in the last three regular season games. They are not looking past the Saints. It wouldn't matter if they were undefeated and clinched. They would want this one just because the Saints have pretty much punched them in the face and they haven't been able to do anything about it for three regular season games. Now they got them in the playoffs, of course. But, you know, there was there is no way Tampa Bay is going to be looking past the Saints at all under any circumstances. Yeah. No, you're right. They've they've embarrassed him at home. I mean, you don't. Yeah. The Bucks <laughs> yeah. don't get embarrassed at home. Uh, Tom Brady uh, very often. Although I will say it was that game that flipped it for him. That yeah. embarrassment. They I don't know what happened. They had some team meetings and they had some you know players only and that they said the heck with this. We're not. This is this is the end of this. And sadly, it was. Mike, I cannot thank you enough for joining us on today's podcast. We're looking forward to that game. It's. Sunday night, 7.20 on NBC at Tampa Bay. So we'll listen for you on the radio call there and then watch the game on NBC as well. I hope that we have a good week of practice. We get some more players back on the field. We bring in full strength heading into Sunday. Me too. Love to have it. It's, it's, we looked at the Jets like Wednesday and Thursday, and I was like, look at any players that got injured. It was like, <laughs> we, have, we haven't seen that in a while. It was always us with this. Uh, yeah. and they had... So uh, I don't want anybody to get injured, but I, I just want to get our team back, get those guys back in the fold, the COVID guys, the Ram check. Man, I, I can't even imagine what that would look like. So, yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward to it and looking, looking forward to being in Tampa. Sounds good. Yes, the injury reports are trending in the right direction for the Saints, and we hope that continues this week. Thank you so much, Mike, John. You can listen to this on NewOrleansaints.com or subscribe on Apple iTunes. It is the Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers. Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday after the Saints 30-9 to win over the Jets.